Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Good Life Radio Show today. Unfortunately, no co-host today. Chuck, unavailable today, so I'm going to ride solo today. The second day of April, 2013. The phone number, as always, 323-927-2966. The last show I did, I interviewed Kentucky great Super Bowl legend Jared Lorenzen. And I wish I could do a whole show just dedicated to what else, Kentucky basketball. I just get back from Chicago, and I see signs everywhere to the McDonald's All-American game, which it should be just called the 
Kentucky recruitment video. The greatest recruiting class ever is coming into Kentucky next year. The Harrison twins, Andrew and Aaron, Dakari Johnson, Marcus Lee, Julius Randle, James Young, all top 20 players, all going to Kentucky next year. Dick Vitale called it the greatest class ever. We have guys from this year coming back. It's going to be a special year. Andrew Wiggins, still undecided, but we'll do a Kentucky show in a few days. I don't want to go too much into the Final Four, mainly because I'm disgusted, disgusted that Louisville's in it. Watching Rick Pitino celebrate just drives a stake through my heart. It destroys me. We're going to talk about that in one other episode. We have an awesome guest today, and we'll talk a little bit about the Final Four with him. I also want to talk about opening day, which was yesterday, and the lackluster and pitiful Yankee offense. Um, we get to, we'll talk about Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg, Felix Hernandez. We're going to interview Homer Bush maybe tomorrow. Big time guest there, Homer Bush. We're going to try to talk to him tomorrow. I got to see with my other work schedule. Or we might do a Friday night show with him. And Kevin Millar, we got from when we interviewed Josh Booty. They're both going to call in. We're going to try to get one guy, an old Louisville player. I don't want to say who it is yet. But I want to get one player from each of the final four teams in. We have one guy from Syracuse, definitely, Jason Hart, the old point guard. We're going to interview him. We have nobody from Wichita State. I don't think anyone knows anyone who even went to Wichita State. And we're going to interview someone from Michigan. We're working on two other players. Today, I'm fortunate enough, in a few minutes, he's going to be calling in. One of the greatest point guards ever to come out of New York. I think the greatest. It's always been a mecca of point guards in New York. It went from Bob Cousy and Lenny Wilkins. Recently, we had Sebastian Telfair, uh, Kenny Smith, Stefan Marbury, Tiny Archibald. We have all these phenomenal and historic, legendary New York City point guards coming here. In a couple of minutes, we're going to interview the best one out of all of them. He's on everyone's list. He is a controversial figure because we're not going to talk about anything in his private life. I really don't care about anything in his private life. His wife is on one of those, or his ex-wife is on one of those real basketball wives, whatever. We don't care about that. But I'm going to interview Kenny Anderson, the greatest point guard ever to come out of New York. And I want to hear about his final four run, what he did with Georgia Tech. He played for Archbishop Malloy, and their legendary coach just passed away, so we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about playing with the Nets, being a number two overall pick, playing with Derek Coleman, Drazen Petrovic, and how they almost broke out of the shadow of the New York Knicks. They're always the Knicks' basically stepchild, never really relevant. Now that they're in Brooklyn, they're relevant. But when he was there, it was him, Derek Coleman, Drazen Petrovic, Chuck Daly coaching. They had a really chance to be special. Drazen Petrovic passes away. I want to talk to him about all that. I want to talk to him, see what he's up to now. Because of the coach passing away, he's been in so many different newspapers, so many different articles. So I wrote to him probably around a week ago, and we've been texting back and forth. And he's actually confirmed. We, I went to Chicago. We were going to try to do the show. Then Easter came, Palm Sunday. And I'm pretty privileged. He's texting me now. We're going to set this up in a second. And here we go. Without further ado, like I just said a minute ago, the greatest point guard ever to come out of New York. The mecca of it with the greatest players ever. Here we go. The man who led Georgia Tech to the Final Four. It's an absolute privilege to talk to him. 
the great Kenny Anderson. Kenny, what's up, my guy? Thank you for calling in. Man, it's a pleasure, man. How y'all doing? Awesome, Kenny. I just gave you such props. I was saying New York is the mecca for the point guards from Marbury, Telfair, Kenny Smith, Bob Cousy, Jackson, everyone. And you're on everyone's list. You're hands down the best player. So I'm just privileged to even talk yeah, to you, man. I, yeah, I always, um, those guys, the guys I looked up to, you know, um, as guards in New York, I, I try to put a little a bit of everything in, in, in my game. I got from them, and that's Kenny Smith, Mark Jackson, Pearl Washington, um, Boo Harvey, Kenny Patterson, Kenny Hutchison. Those guys were before me, and they did a hell of a job, and I have the utmost respect for them. Now, Kenny, let's get right to high school. Your coach, the legendary Jack Curran, he just passed away. I know you guys had a special relationship. Mm -hmm. Tell me about him and tell me about how he influenced your life. Oh, man, what can I say? You know, I was... Got, I went to Malloy as a, as a snotty nose, you know, uh, 15 year old, not knowing too much, and, and left Malloy with a whole, um, just a whole bunch, whole bunch of knowledge uh, about the game. Not only about the game, but uh, my work ethic. I had so I had talent, but um, you know, my work ethic changed. Coach molded me into being a leader at a young age. Played varsity. I was fortunate to play varsity in four years under Jack Curran, so, you know, and, and that was a big honor because I was, I think myself and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the only four-time all-city player. But um, it, if I wouldn't have went to Malloy, my path would have been a lot different. So I'm just thankful that I had the chance to attend Malloy. And I just, I really would, you know, give a great big shout-out to my angel, you know, Howie Lawrence. There's a neighborhood friend. He coached the girls. He paid my tuition to go to Malloy. Oh, wow. And I had to keep up the average to, to for him to pay my tuition. No strings attached. All he would want is to see my report card, you know, <laughs> after every year. And um, Howie Lawrence was his name, and um, he just was my angel. And, I, 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 man, I thank him so much. Now, Kenny, is it true that Coach Curran benched you the first quarter of every game your freshman year? Yes. Yes. It's, and, and you um, still scored 2,600 points. <laughs> yeah, I averaged 20, 23 my freshman year off the bench. But um, Coach Curran, you know, Coach uh, we had a senior and junior dominant team, and uh, he wanted the guy ahead of me, Greg Tracy, to get some looks. So he, he wasn't going to bring me in and then not play, just play me all of a sudden. It was more it was like, hey, you're a freshman, you got you know more opportunities than this guy. You're gonna, you know, sit and learn, and you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna come off the bench, and um, that's what I did, and I enjoyed it. And my team, from that day on, our team was so close, and um, the chemistry was so uh, close, and we finished year as uh, top uh, top three teams in the in the nation. Now, Kenny, recruitment isn't what it is now with all these sites and ESPN dedicating signing day, but since sixth uh, and seventh grade, you were the top of every one of these lists the best high school player in the country. Why Georgia Tech? Um, it wasn't it was a signing day. I had a signing day, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, I was like the, the exception, you know, back then when I played. I was like getting so much attention, man. I, I got so much media attention. And, uh, you know, I remember signing to Georgia Tech. Um, I just love Coach Crimmins, and I love the city of Atlanta. And um, I was very close to going to Syracuse. That was my second choice, and every time I see them win, 
you know, a championship or, you know, each year they, they always in the top five, top ten. So I'll be like, wow. Not saying that I I would I pick for my school, I picked Georgia Tech. It was the it was the best thing I could have done. But I always say, Wow, I, I was about to go to Syracuse. So it was a great program, but for me, Georgia Tech was for me. Now, Kenny, I've interviewed a ton of players, different athletes, but I'm, I'm really excited to interview you because here's a question I always want to ask somebody. With all these great players in New York and New Jersey from Lincoln High School, and we'll go over the river to St. Patrick's, St. Anthony, St. Benedict's, why don't any of the kids stay local? A guy like you, you could have went to, just forget about Syracuse, Seton Hall, or St. John's, and you would have took them to the Final Four. You were that good of a player. Why don't players like Telfair, Marbury, Lance Stevenson, why doesn't anyone want to stay, even Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, why doesn't anyone want to stay local? I'm, I'm not sure, but it's, it's a different different way with kids, different mentality. Me, I needed to go away from New York. I lived down the block, grew up in Left Rack City. It's about 20 minutes from St. John's. Um, I played some of my playoff games at St. John's. Um, Seton Hall was about the same, an hour away from me. And I just, you know, I felt college is a time to get away and take some pressure off my mother. She stayed in New York. And, and then that was that. I just felt college was meant to be away. You go away to school. Now, you start two years down at Georgia Tech. You take it to the Final Four. I think you guys lost to UNLV that year, right? Yes, we did. Okay, now, the answer's pretty obvious, but was there an overriding reason why you left early to go to the NBA? Now, it's, everyone should leave after the first two years if you can, but what was your decision? What made you choose the <laughs> NBA? I didn't really want to leave my second year. I wanted to leave my third year. I oh, really? Okay. Much fun. I, I left my second year to take care of my family, but my coach, me and my coach, it was like 48 hours before the, the deadline for my team, and we had an argument. He kept calling me. I kept hanging up. Um, I just I was told him I was staying, and then he did his research, and he was like, you got, you're going one, two, or three. You got to go because of the big guys was coming the year the year later. I think Shaq and Alonzo mm-hmm. and all those guys, so I was beating the rush, but um, I was I was happy. I, I didn't really, you know, my life was pretty pretty set, and I didn't really ru- wanted to rush to go pro. Oh you know wow! I mean? okay. But I left after my sophomore year, and um, I, I don't know if I had to do it again. Who knows? I might have would have stayed in school, but I was able to, uh, you know, go number two in the draft and and, and take care of my mother. But for what's a year going to do? You know, I mean, I had took insurance out. I was willing to take insurance. What's a year going to do? Twelve months. So I, I just was like, hey, man, I, you know, yeah, I didn't really care, you know, one way or the other. I knew I was destined if I work hard, work on my game, God willing, stay healthy, that I was going to go pro regardless. So I wasn't in a rush. Now, you, you basically just answered my next question. In 91 NBA draft, Larry Johnson goes one. You yeah. knew you were going to go two. You knew the next going to take you? No, I was in between. I know I knew I was going three. Sacramento recruited me. They, they brought me out there. Uh, the GM Jerry Reynolds uh, was the uh, was the GM out there at the time, and um, he said, "Yeah, we're going. We're going to get you at three. And um, I was like, "Man, I don't know. I don't want to be way out in California, Northern <laughs> California." I was like, "Shit!" I knew New Jersey had the second pick, so I was like, uh, "When I heard my name, dude, I was just like shocked, exciting, everything all in one." I just kept my cool, but I was real excited. You get drafted. What's the first big? I always, I every athlete I interview, I always ask them, "What's the first big purchase you made?" You, you get the rookie contract. What do you buy? 
Well, me, I was just—it was a bonus for me to make it to the NBA. I just wanted to take care of my mother, so I bought my mother a house. She lived on Glen Cove, Long Island, for about 20 years, and she passed away in 205. So that was my main. Re- I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't. Have, everything else was a bonus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to take care of my mother. We struggled. She struggled for so so long trying to make ends meet and take care of me, pay the rent and feed me. And uh, that was my motivation for basketball. And I knew it was a tool that I could, you know, take care of my mother and get us out of the struggle. So that was the main um, thing I wanted to buy my mother a home. And I did. She lived very good for 20 years. So Mm -hmm. I was happy. (laughs) Now, Kenny, you, Georgia Tech has a pretty good reputation now for point guards. It was you, Travis Best. Did you have any influence in Marbury going down there at all? Yes, I did. I recruited him to come into Georgia Tech. He, um, you know, he looked up to me. You know, he, you know, so he knew how I was playing. Our coach Crimmins let me play, so you know, he liked the style. And he went down and visited, and he had a great time. And it, it was it was great. You know, he he did one year and, and left, but hey, he had a great career in the NBA. And he was he was able to take care of his family, so it all turned out well for him. Now, the Nets have a reputation of being like the little brothers to the Knicks. It's changing now with the move to Brooklyn. Yeah, when you were, it was you, it was Derek Coleman, Drazen Petrovic, Daly's coaching you guys. That was a special core. Tell me about that run. Did you guys think you had a very special team and something great could have happened? Yeah, we did. We, it was just in that era, that generation of uh, the, the Eastern Conference was tough, man. Mm-hmm. You had Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers. The New York Knicks, uh, Orlando Magic, ourselves. So we were like the fourth, the fourth best best team in the East. So it was great basketball. You know, Orlando had Penny and Shaq. You know, then you had George Dara, You know, Scotty and Dennis Robin and all those guys. And uh, Cleveland with Mark Price and Elo and Brad Doherty and Larry Nance. Uh, the Eastern Conference was tough. But uh, we had our run, but um, you just couldn't, you couldn't beat, you know, couldn't beat the Bulls. Nobody could at that no, time. No, no. <laughs> now, question: How Drazen's death? How did that affect the team? It affected it, uh, and it was over. You know, yeah. we, we had a good, you know, uh, core. Myself, Derek Coleman, Drazen. When he passed away, everybody, it was, it was just, you know, they traded, traded Derek Coleman away, and then they, you know, I asked for a trade because I was in, you know in between contracts they were gonna re sign me but I didn't think it was gonna be, you know, in my best interest. So, you know, I got traded and then that was that. So he was the he was the guy that kinda, of, you know, went downhill after that. You see that's what I was actually gonna ask you. Ninety three sticks out, you average like eighteen, almost ten dimes a game. You go to Charlotte fifteen and nine, you go to Portland, have a group I was going to ask you, why so much movement in your career? And why did you ask to be traded? Yeah. You wanted the big contract, which you deserved at the time. You were one of the best point guards. But why the yeah. movement from Charlotte, Boston, Portland, New Jersey? Why so much movement? Well, yeah, you know, if you look at it, uh, you know, the, the one the one movement, if you go, every time I played well, I got traded. So uh-huh. I don't know if it's just the nature of the business. But if you look at it, the New Jersey Nets, I was at my fourth year. I didn't think it was going to get any better. So I asked for a trade. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I went to Charlotte on a half a year, and then I become a free agent. So, therefore, you know, I, I, you know, all the teams, then that's when Portland, they signed me for a seven-year. That was my big deal. Yeah, that was they a big one. They signed me for a seven-year deal. I thought I was going to be there. I played well. If you look at my numbers, two and a half years, but then they, tri- they fired 
you know, my coaching staff while mm-hmm. I was there. Uh, uh, P.J. Carlissimo, Rick Carlisle, and those guys, Eric uh, Elson Turner, they tri- they they fired and brought in Dunnelevy, and we didn't we wasn't on the same page, and they just wanted to clean house and get rid of me, you know. So that's when I went to Boston. Now Boston was a thing that you know kind of you know just messed with my head because I had done everything everything possible that they wanted me to do. I led the team you know to the Eastern Conference Final in two or one. Mm-hmm. the Nets, and we, and we lose. But uh, I was in my free agent year, so I thought I would get another deal with the Celtics. And me finished that three years. They found they wound up trading me. They sold the team and wound up trading me to Seattle. Yeah. It was a business decision. <laughs> I, I don't. It was just crazy. So that you know, I lost after that. Man, I was done. I lost. I lost the passion for it because I really believed. I really believed that uh, Boston was my last stop. I was just. Well, it, 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 they traded me in the summer. It was just terrible. I, I, I was just so messed up over that. So. And then you, you go know, to like, yeah, you go to Euroleague. How was the Euroleague? You played there for what one season? You played overseas? Yeah, I don't like it over there. I played, but it's it, I don't like. It. You know, coming from the league, playing fourteen years, going over there to play one game a week. It was like yeah. two games a week, and you <laughs> practice more than you play. So I was like, oh, this this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, of so course. I, I I just didn't like that like that. I didn't like it. Now, so I, was, I did it for five months. It was a great uh-huh. experience. My mother had passed away. So it all was a good setup. Get me out of the country, see something different. And I experienced it, but I didn't like it. Now, I always wanted to know this. Any resentment towards John Starks? I always feel after that hit, you were still, you still dominated. You still put up crazy numbers. But you never seemed to be the old Kenny Anderson after that injury. Any resentment towards well, Starks after that no hit? I don't have everybody asks me that. It's, it's the nature of the beast, man. Okay. You play basketball. John John Starks one of those uh, so um, so called rough defensive players. So you know, I didn't take none. He said it, he didn't meant it, and, and that's that. You know what I mean? So I went on. I don't have no you know no no regrets. I see him from time to time at different events, and we we shake hands and we speak. But it, yeah. it's it's basketball, and things happen. You okay, push somebody, so now, he pushed me, and I, I came down on my wrist the wrong yeah. way and broke it. You know, now, so it's life. It's basketball. I read in the paper. I know what you're up to, but tell everyone right now what you're up to now, where you're coaching, and what you're up to right now. Oh, yeah, I'm um, I'm down here in Florida. I'm coaching at a, a, a Jewish day school, Podbeck Jewish day school, my high school, man. I love it. I love my team. Um, you know, hopefully one day. I might get looked at the coach on the college level. When that time come, I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not turning away the NBA. Sort of like an assistant or a player development type of guy. I would love that position. Um, you know, I just love the game. I still love the game and want to be around it. I feel like I got a lot of a lot of knowledge and wisdom to give some of these kids. Um, not only you know X and O's, but um, life lessons and um, so that's what I love to do, man. Just pay it forward and. Um, you know, I'm down here in Florida. I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep you on the phone a couple of minutes, Kenny. Did you see the Mike Rice video from Rutgers? Did you happen to see that yeah, yet? Yeah, man, I just watched it. That's crazy. This right. is what I thought. College, you're dealing, with, you're dealing with kids. You're dealing okay. with kids. He has to probably be fired, man. Okay. That, that, I, I, I see three games of pitcher. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> so, come on. What is that kid going to do? That's a dangerous situation. What if those kids attack him? What happens? We lose. He loses his scholarship. Mm-hmm. He kicks off the team. Uh, authority. That's abuse. That's abusive of power, right there. 
That's just not right. I, I, that's just not right. You just can't do that, especially on the college level. See, Kane, that's how I felt. He's throwing the ball at the kids' heads. If a kid ever did yeah, that, kid, you know, but that's, 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 that's nuts. But can you imagine if a kid does that? He's like you said, thrown out of school, loses scholarship. No other school's going to touch him. He has to be fired, right? No, he has to. No, no, no. That, that, you know what? In, in some cases, you, you know, just like you know, uh, the coach Larry Stacy. I, I can't but now I think I'm yeah. done it right. When he was partying and drinking and at the mm-hmm. fraternity, you know, you, get, you, you, you can't have that. You got to fire and you got to wait a few years and then maybe, you know, with his resume, another school will pick him up. But that's that's just a no-brainer. You know, if you're a GM, if you, excuse me, if you were president of a school, oh. you know, like, he, he, he'd probably get another chance at another school. But I just think that no one, who's going who's gonna to respect the Rutgers program? You, I, I just don't get can't. it. And you would never send your kid there. Now, Kenny, it's funny you, you mentioned that you wanted to move up. I was going to ask you if you wanted to coach at higher levels. Bobby yeah. Hurley just got the coaching job at Buffalo. Yeah, yeah that was great. I it, like to see great, you know, great players get the opportunity. He was a great college player at Duke to get the opportunity to start. It's a great starter job, Buffalo University. It's going to be tough for him, but he's doing what he loves to do, and he get that thing turned around. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, and um, – I'm looking for. I'm not actually looking forward. I'm, I'm, you know, my guy Peter Sumas is out there. Got some feelers, but right now I'm just come, I'm, a, I'm the head coach of Potomac mm-hmm. Jewish Day School, and we'll see what happens. I know one thing. You know, sometimes when opportunity knocks, you want to be ready. You yeah. know what I mean? And and I will be ready. Sometimes we get these opportunities and these chances, and we're not fully we're not fully ready, but we just take it because it's been a dream. So I'm just, you know, this is the path that God has given me, and uh, I'll take it and just keep, you know, keep keep grinding. And uh, I'm doing my book right now also. Uh, I'm in, like, the third month of my book. Oh, wow. The drop date is uh, October, no instructions included. Life of Kenny Anderson is a great read. You know, I'm not throwing nobody under the bus. Just, just my life, man, just what I did, and this is what I did. This is how I handled it. You know, it's a manual. You you know, uh, you read it, and some of these young guys being um, highly recruited and being thrown in the spotlight, and mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it'll give you a, a type of some wisdom and some knowledge on you know how Kenny Anderson did it. Now, Kenny, a couple more things. My thing is, and I was speaking to a couple of my friends about it. How do a school that's you know a school like Buffalo or Wagner out here? Yeah. Hire you because imagine Kenny Anderson or Bobby yeah. Hurley going to recruit a point guard. They're yeah. gonna to listen to everything you say, yeah. and that's how are yeah. like that. If I was a coach, <laughs> the first thing I would do yeah. would grab you. Go around to these New York kids, these New York yeah. point guards. How do like have you gotten offers? Have people came to speak to you? Because it boggles my mind yeah. that you're one of the it's first a, people who aren't grabbed. Yeah, this is crazy. You know, it's life though, man. Yeah, it's a lot of politics in it because I wonder too. Me and my people. That works for me and do it. They they don't get it, but that's it's, it's, it's life. Why why am I not you know coaching maybe up in New York or New Jersey, one of those schools where I can help a program? Like just it, 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 it's it's beyond me. I, I just you know I just deal with it, man, and keep keep grinding and just keep you know um, stay level headed, stay grounded, and just keep working and wait till that opportunity comes. But it's it, it, it's uh it's kind of weird though. You you're absolutely right. It's kind of weird. Kenny, we're saying just say for I'm just gonna throw Rutgers out there. Just say you go on some kind of player recruitment at Rutgers. 
You're going to yeah. go to these Jersey kids or to a school yeah. in Lincoln, Rice, Christ the King. Or you're going to go to these school, as Ken, knock on the family door, Kenny Anderson, you know my story, let's go here. You'd sign everything. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. Yeah, kids don't know. If the kids don't know, their mother and parents going to know because they're around the same age I'm not, I am. But, um, yeah, I would love it. I would love it, man. I would love it. You know, right, that's it. I would love the opportunity to be up in New Jersey, the Rutgers or Seton Hall or St. John, you know, going back to my roots and, and uh, recruiting and coaching and, and keeping some of those kids in the, in the metropolitan area. It will be, be, be a great opportunity for me. All right, Kenny, I always ask a couple more questions. I always ask every person on my, on my show, right now, Kenny Anderson's out. You take out your phone. Who's the coolest? You want to impress somebody. Who's the coolest person you have in your phone right now? Man. <laughs> I have my guy, Derek Jeter. That's my dude, man. Oh, that's, Derek you, you don't Derek beat that Jeter, one. my guy. That's the coolest. That's the hey, coolest. I got hey. the, uh, D. Jeter in my phone, man, and uh, I'm a big Yankee fan, and they opened up. They, we're going to get probably destroyed this year early. Yeah, we are. We're going to be realistic. I don't jump ship, though. I'm a Yankee fan, and I'm just going we gonna to have to steady, steady, steady the ship right now. But it uh, might not be a good season. But uh, now, no, I got I'm my man, Derek G. I respect him a great deal, man. The way he handled himself, played all, all these years in New York, and you never really find a bad thing to say about a young man. No, uh, about him. It's amazing. Never hear anything bad about him. It's amazing. Now, Kenny, you, know, any, you played being an athlete in New York for nineteen something, nineteen years or so, and, and yeah. not be not be criticized by doing something. That's amazing. Kenny, any memorabilia from your playing days? Have you kept anything that means a lot to you from your yeah, playing I have, days? I have my Celtic jersey. I have my Portland jersey. I have my New Jersey Nets jersey in the frame, and then I have Drazen Petrovic jersey that I framed. Oh wow! I was able to get his jersey, and I respect him a great deal. But a lot of my stuff. I wasn't into it. So a lot of my family and my friends got all my stuff. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. All right, Kenny, last couple of questions. The Heat guarantee they're going to win it all this year? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Heat. Um, I think they're rolling right now. I think the only team in the East will probably give them two teams, Indiana Pacers and the Knicks, but Mm -hmm. I don't see them beating the Heat. Nor do I. Um, Final Four, obviously the Final Four set. Who takes it all, Louisville? Oh, I'm I'm going with my man, you know, Rick Pitino, coached me with the Celtics, and uh, Russ Smith, who's a Malloy guy. Me and, you know, he was coached by Jack Curran um, also. So and I'm right, I'm going there, man. So I'm really, I'm getting honored this year at the Final Four as um, they they honored, they gave me the 49th best player in March Madness history. I saw, I, it was in the paper the other day. So I'll, yeah, be, that's I'll be at the games. I'm excited. Down in Atlanta. Now, Kenny, last yep. thing. And this is, I always ask this. Do you have one of your starting line of figures? When you were the little action figure, do you have a starting uh, line of figure? For where? Excuse me. Go ahead. So what you, you say? The little action figures. Do you still have your starting line of figure? No, oh, no, I've seen them. A lot of kids, uh, I, I <laughs> autographed a few of them. They're sitting to me and I autograph. I don't have it. All right, Kenny. Last two things. If you, go, if you YouTube Kenny Anderson, the first thing that comes up is your crossover against Bobby Hurley. Did you know that? Yeah. That's the first yeah, I, thing. I can imagine. Everybody, it's like one of those big-time college moves that everybody loves. It's the best. Now, Kenny, the last thing I'm going to ask you, I refuse to ask any personal questions because I can care less. I want to talk to Kenny Anderson, the basketball player. But what does mature Kenny Anderson, retired NBA player, he goes back in time, what do you tell that freshman at Georgia Tech? If you can give him one piece of advice, what do you tell him? Yeah, just, just, uh, just thank God every day, man, and get everything out of you. 
get everything out of you. Do not take take your talent and your potential for granted. You know, just take everything that you get and and, and get the most out of it. And and school also. Don't you know? You well, know, I want to use your scholarship. You use your scholarship. Right? Don't don't let it use you for okay. academics and basketball. I was just going to say, you, you just got your degree, didn't you? I just saw, I read that somewhere. Yeah, I went back to school in 2010 after 20 years and got my degree. Well, congratulations. Now, Kenny, here's the last thing. I I don't collect memorabilia. The only thing I have in my house is two seats from Yankee Stadium that I bought. But every person who's on my show, Chris Canty, Derek Anderson from Kentucky, Matt Schaub, Tim Couch, Rick Meyer, I can go on, 30 other guests. I'm going to send you, when we hang up, I'll text you. I'm going to send you down to Jersey. You're going to personalize it so it gets framed in my house. Is that cool? All right, my man. Kenny, thank you so much for giving me any time. It was just, it was an awesome interview, man. I'm privileged and honored to talk to you, buddy. All right, my God, man. Stay up, baby. Kenny, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. The great Kenny Anderson. And as I was interviewing him, I'm getting a ton of text messages. I didn't know this. He was a three-time Parade All-American. He was the first player since, well, he said it, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to do that. He was named to the uh, first player to be named All-City four times. McDonald's All-American. That was a great interview. He was awesome. And I remember when I was growing up, I was 10 or 11 when he got drafted. He was the fastest guy, wore number seven with the Nets. And that Nets team was so they, – they were on the verge of being so special. They had the big man, Derek Coleman. They had the shooter, Petrovic. And they had Kenny Anderson running it. And, well, Drazen died, Net put a wrap to that. Well, listen, I'm not going to do a show now about baseball. I know a lot of people are calling in right now. But we're not going to do a baseball show. I'm going to have Homer Bush come on the show, hopefully tomorrow, maybe Thursday or Friday, and we'll do a whole baseball show with the Yankees. He's been awesome. We've been going back and forth. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day, and thanks again to Kenny Anderson. Awesome guest. See you everybody later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.